It's been almost two decades since we started our journey to educate and help you take action so you may better manage your financial future. Our goal is to help you accomplish your life's purpose. This podcast reveals financial tips, strategies, and insights that will help you to set your financial goals and guide you along the way. This is Managing Your Financial Future, brought to you by the advisors at Lucia Capital Group. Oh, thank you for that brilliant intro. Fabulously talented, that guy doing the interview. Did you hear that guy, Rick? Did you hear that Actually, guy? Actually, I did not hear the interview. Who, or, no, the, 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 the intro, who did it? A guy that sounds just like me. It's really incredible. <laughs> uh, I'm Johnny Dean here, moderator and host, uh, an interviewer and uh, all that. Uh, here with this guy right here, right here, right next to me, Rick the Professor Plum, certified financial planner professional. Uh, you're still not next to me. No, we're not. We we're still did... social distancing, but that was something by choice even before the pandemic. Well, that was it until, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I sent you that bottle of Lavoris and you sent me that bottle of Dial Soap. Uh, we figured that uh, we were giving each other the hint. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, yes, uh, moderator, host. Uh, I'm not the I'm not the advisor. You're the advisor here, uh, yes. Professor Plum. Uh, but uh, I, 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 I'm an all around decent guy. I like to think that anyway, at least depending on who you ask. Uh, so we're back here with another one. Uh, 20, how's 2021 treating you so far? I mean, somebody said well, uh, this is more like... It hasn't been all that different, you know, since 2020 uh, ended. Uh yeah, hasn't been all that different. Somebody said uh, th- th- this is like actually the date is March three hundred sixteenth, twenty twenty, because it just seems like twenty twenty never ended. Anyway, this <laughs> like is a Groundhog Day over and over and over and over. It really is in in many ways, but it is a new year, and it isn't. And this is stuff you need to think about here. With the new year comes some new, or, or maybe I don't know, temporary perhaps in some uh, circles, uh, tax situations that you should be aware of. And right now is a really good time to start thinking about your taxes. Uh, Not so much for last year, uh, but doing some planning. And of course, it's helpful to know what you may or may not be able to do as you fill out your tax forms for 2020. Now, I know we do talk uh, taxes quite a bit on this program, but I think it's an important thing, especially as, as you look back to last year. We had some different situations, Professor Plum, with regard to things like unemployment. We got some stimulus checks in the mail. Many of us did. Uh, a lot of people were, were working from home. And I know that there were questions from people that had to do with, well, I mean, am I... It, do I have a home office? Uh, some people moved due to conditions or job changes or whatever. So we're going to get into each of those things here and talk about what you need to know. First of all, Professor Plum, uh, let's start with the whole idea of unemployment benefits. Um, right. well, a, a lot, lot of people, people got those receiving last year. unemployment than normal, yeah, uh, than in typical years. So a lot of people haven't really had to deal with unemployment benefits in the past and they've never it kind of just comes to you and it feels kind of like free money but let's remember that it is taxable and a lot of people unfortunately are going to get a big surprise when they do their tax return they're used to getting a paycheck and having money withheld from their paycheck to put towards the taxes that they owe for the year but a lot of people do not have anything withheld from their unemployment check and they're not setting any money aside but it doesn't make it not taxable just because you didn't set it aside. You will owe taxes in most cases on that unemployment benefit that you received all through last year. And then when you do your tax return, you're going to be saying, well, wait a minute, where am I supposed to come up with that tax money? (laughs) And so it is going to catch a lot of people by surprise. It's better to know about it ahead of time. 
Um, you can actually have taxes withheld from unemployment checks uh, if you want. It yeah, there's should. a there's a box you, you, you check, as I recall. Um, I was helping my son-in-law fill it out way back in March, and there was a box that you could check, at least, I, I think, for the state of Nevada, and I'm sure for just about every other state, where you can have them automatically withhold uh, taxes from it. Now, not every state taxes the unemployment benefit, but it's definitely taxable at the federal level. Yes, yes. Well, I guess that I don't know. Do any? I don't know if any states tax it or not. I'd, I'd have to check. I don't believe our state does. No, and which is a surprise because they they tax everything. But well, um, yeah. Don't I'd, give me any ideas. Quiet, John. Well, what was the other one? Oh, well, the Social Security taxes or Social Security? Uh, uh, what was it? The, the taxation the, of Social tax, Security benefits. Yes, does um, not happen. We're at one the state of the, level. You're one yeah. of the majority. You know, uh, the most states do not tax Social Security benefits. Remember, the federal government probably will tax your Social Security benefits, at least to some extent, but the, uh, most states do not. There are a few. I think there's 11, 12, 13 states that have some form of taxability on Social Security benefits. Yeah, yeah. So these are things that you have to watch out for, and we've talked about that, I know, in other uh, uh, podcasts, and we also had a uh, have, I guess, a uh, Social Security taxation webinar, which you may want to check out at luciacap.com. But anyway, uh, as far as unemployment benefit goes, I mean, I guess, Professor, does it depend on how much other money you make during the course of the year as to whether or not you're going to wind up owing uh, uh, taxes on unemployment. I do know last year, though, I, I believe that uh, people got, uh, in some cases, what was it, 600 bucks a week? Was that part of that unemployment? I believe so. That was, I think, maybe an additional one. I didn't receive unemployment last year, thankfully. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure how much was being uh, created. I, I a, think there a was check. a federal and a, I should know this, and I apologize, uh, federal and uh, state benefits, and in many cases, people got both. So um, it's probably a good idea to at least check to see if those taxes as far were as withheld. Who, it, it really doesn't depend. It depends on whether you're married or single, how much income you'd had. But remember, it's just part of your overall taxable income stream. So if you're a single individual and you don't itemize, you know, the first 12400 or so is not taxable because it's offset by the standard deduction. But anything above that's going to be taxable starting at the 10% rate and going up from there. Yeah. Married couples have a little bit bigger standard deduction or maybe an itemized you know set of deductions. But that would wipe out the first X amount of income that they have. But if your unemployment and or other income uh, – exceeds that, then you will pay some tax. Now, here's another one we get. We, we've had questions on this, too. Uh, while not everybody was, fortunately, uh, not everybody was uh, unemployed and got unemployment benefits, uh, a good portion of the population uh, received these stimulus checks. Now, of right. course, and one of the big questions I got on the stimulus checks was, is this a taxable income item? Yes. And and the way it's structured, it may seem like it is, but it, the actual way it's structured, Professor Plum, uh, which is a tax credit uh, for... Right, the stimulus checks that were paid out in March and the one in December, those are actually refundable tax credits. They are not a taxable income item. It is just a... And, so, and this is, I was talking to somebody the other day who was not eligible technically for it because in the 2019 tax return... They were a dependent of somebody else, but now they're not a dependent, and they're working on it. You know, they've got a job; they're doing. They're on on their own, but they didn't show up the right way in the in the doles. He was, he was worried that he wasn't going to get his. You know, he he was worried that he didn't 
get the tax uh, stimulus check and he wasn't going to get any other ones. I said, no, if you didn't get the stimulus check, but you would otherwise be eligible in 2020, maybe there was something in 2018 or 19, maybe your income was too high in 2018 or 19 when they looked at it and you did not get the check, but because you lost your job or whatever the case may be, uh, you are eligible for it in 2020, you will be able to get the stimulus when you file your tax return because it is a refundable tax credit. So let's say you went through your taxes and you would normally be getting a refund of $1,000, purely making this up. Uh, What will happen is you'll get $2,200. You'll get your normal refund of $1,000 and an extra $1,200 for the stimulus check that you didn't get last March. And so it is just a tax credit that is being paid to you refundable it is not taxable income yeah i think people get confused uh, with that uh, if if for some reason i i had chosen not to take mine last year uh, for whatever reason and didn't fill out the forms i would have been able to take it this uh, as i fill out my tax forms uh, in april uh, for 2020 uh, it right. would have just me, been some give- people, you know, they maybe they were married in 2019 and, and then they had a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the child didn't show up on the 2019 return, but they had him for 2020, him or her. It, but they, they they show up as not the child didn't show up in time, I guess. Yeah. They will get that extra, what, $600 credit or uh, $500 credit. 500, credit, yeah. 500 uh, last year. When they file their return. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, while it's confusing, the, the, the question of whether or not it's taxable or the way that uh, unemployment benefits are, uh, that's not taxable at all. Um, right. And, and that could actually, if you did not get the, the, uh, the recovery rebate credit, but you were eligible for it and you did get unemployment, well, you can use that re- <laughs> that extra refund to help pay the taxes on your unemployment that you didn't realize were going to be taxable. Yeah, potentially it could help you uh, that way. And, and and something else I read, and maybe you can verify this, that if if you were somehow overpaid, in other words, the, the I mean, obviously there were some glitches in the system. Some people didn't get money. Some people got more money than they thought they should. But if you were overpaid, I was told that you would not owe that money back. Have you heard the same thing? That is the same thing I've heard. I've I've heard that it's just not worth the energy for the government to go after those checks. Well, exactly. And 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 you can see that. I mean, this was one of those things that was that that did not exist in early March and by, you know, 3 weeks later, 4 weeks later, the checks were at least being processed. Uh gosh, I don't even remember when it was. Maybe it was April. I can't remember. But anyway, that's when they – so it was a quick thing, and yeah, there were going to be some glitches. So, um, And if your income was too high, as you said, Professor Plum, in 2019, but if it fell in 2020 because maybe you're unemployed or somehow you you got eligible, uh, you can get the tax credit when you fill out your 2020 tax returns here in the next couple months. Yep. And, you know, there are some people who were making pretty good money uh, for the first stimulus check. Married couple over one hundred ninety eight thousand did not get the check. Mm-hmm. Um, ninety nine thousand for a single individual. And maybe they lost their job at the beginning of the covid issue. And now their income is well within limits, unfortunately. But they didn't get the check. They'll get it when they file their return. Uh, exactly. And this is more good information to know, because uh, the two thousand uh, dollar 
stimulus checks for this year for 2021 are back on the table and may very well, yeah, we'll by see the time when they get, if they can get past that yeah uh, uh chances are that it will be of the chances are very good it will pass in fact, fairly right, quickly. That will probably be on the 2021 tax return. Yes, I that would not they be. Would make it retroactive. Oh no, no, no! They wouldn't do that. But I imagine it would be very similar to what they did last year. So it's helpful to know all of this stuff uh, as it uh, as it comes up. So here's another one for you. Uh, 2020. I heard this described as the new normal is working from home, and <laughs> at least well, well, a lot of people are at, working from home. Sure, at least uh, three quarters not of the, into the office. Uh, we found that. Um, if you look around, business buildings are fairly empty. Uh, at least that's what I've seen. And uh, sure. So a lot of people have carved off a little area or maybe a big area in their home that they are now working from. The question becomes, can I deduct my home office? Can, can this somehow save me in taxes? I'm already saving some money by not driving to work every day. So I'm not putting the wear and tear in my car and the gas in my car. Um, I'm already saving money because I'm dressing up for work in sweats. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting out of my pajamas. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Wearing shorts every day. I mean, in, in, you know, where we are, we can wear them in the winter, too. So it's kind of nice. <laughs> so the question is, is there another way to save some money with a home office deduction? And the answer is Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> it depends on whether you, you know, how you're set up. Uh, if you're an employee uh, and you still have a place of business, it's tough to get a home office deduction. But remember, even if you, if this is your home office, it has to be used exclusively for work. You can't just clean off the the dinner table uh, every day and then have dinner and lunch and breakfast there with the family uh, all the day because that's not exclusive yes that's that was in fact a friend of mine thought what was this is where this occurred to me because a friend of mine said hey you know what i set up my office every single day i have meetings video conference and i sit there at my kitchen table and he says, well, my kitchen is 10 by 12, so I think I can probably write off my kitchen as the <laughs> uh, actual home office, and I can verify that I was using this as my office. And your question, Professor Plum, would be, is it exclusively, do, or do you actually cook meals in there for your family? <laughs> and if so, I guess what you're saying is, can't do it? It's not, yeah, no, if it, unless it's exclusively only for your business, it technically is not eligible for the home office deduction. Well, even under normal circumstances, uh, I've found, and I've had my own, I had my own business for a number of years, um, that writing off the section of your home office, even if you have one, can still be kind of a tricky thing. And I never actually did it. And if you, I mean, because now you have a non-residence portion of your house uh, that you would be depreciating in other things. And when you go to sell the house, if you don't do things correct, some of the gain may not be excludable, you know, on that $250,000, $500,000 gain because you're, you're not just selling your primary residence, you're selling your primary residence and your office building, <laughs> your office space. Yeah, yeah, it just creates a lot of headaches. At least that was my experience. Um, it, 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 so, again, under normal circumstances, I think it would be tough. And if you're going to do this and, and say, well, my kitchen or whatever is used exclusively as business, maybe it is. And if so, I suppose you'd probably have to uh, prove it, I guess. Um, well, you first, they would have to 
catch you, and then you'd have to prove it. Uh, but if you had to add things to your home, like a second phone line, um, things like that, or that can help you. That could be part of your self-employed business expense. Yeah, potentially. It probably could be. All right, so there's your home office. Now, one other thing, and this was uh, this also affected a lot of people in 2020. Uh, what if you relocated, if you moved? You moved to another state or you moved to another city or whatever it is. Uh, but I would say especially if you moved to another state, what are some things that you need to be aware of uh, from last year? Well, you need to know what the new tax rules are in the state that you're moving to. Um, do you potentially, I would assume, have to fill out multiple state tax returns if, if the uh, states that you've lived in both have, uh, you know, require filing of taxes, right? Oh, definitely. If, you've, if you're moving from, uh, actually, I'm trying to think of California to Arizona, you know, both of them have a state income tax. Uh, you would have to fill out a tax return for the time in each one of those. And um, there's going to be one that's going to be your primary. And both of them are difficult, or at least California is very difficult to divorce yourself from when you move <laughs> out of it. They still want their tax money, even though you've left. Well, yeah, um, especially if you make uh, a, a whole lot of money. Now, oh, yes. what if you, so let's say, and, and I've seen quite a bit of this. Person, well, not a lot, but I mean, I've seen it more than I have normally, uh, where somebody would move from a fairly high tax state like California to a no tax state like Texas. Um, right. You know, you, you, you see individuals who are doing that. Um, you have to establish, I think you just said, your primary residence. What are the rules on that? Because if it's I move to... different based on the states, but you're looking for where your tax home is. And I know for a fact, California doesn't like giving up the tax home. Um, no state does, but uh, the one we live they're in They're worse than others. Yes. yes. Uh, or more covetous, I guess. They, they, <laughs> they, they really like having you as your tax home here. Uh, but the, the good thing is, if you do end up paying taxes to a second state... Uh, they can be a deduction to the state uh, income on the first state. So it's not like you're going to pay double taxes necessarily because there are some credits. Um, but it is something that's a, it is a pain. So if you've moved and you have, uh, you both states are in a, a tax situation, then it makes it a little bit more difficult. Obviously, moving to a state without a tax makes life a little bit easier in a lot of ways because you don't have to file that second return. You just have to figure out how much of the income was applicable to the first, you know, the, the, the tax state and how much money you don't have to show that on that state yeah. tax return. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, and, and I don't, I'm not going to spring all this on you because we don't always do state. I mean, every state has different tax laws, but I mean, if I'm if I'm living if I'd lived for four months or something in California, and I worked for a California company, but then I moved to Texas for the last eight months of the year, but I'm still earning money from that company that was based in California, but I'm not living in California. I mean, doesn't it? That's get where in, it gets dicey. That's where it really can get tricky, right? It gets very tricky. I know somebody who was a very high wage earner who uh, was living in California, uh, and. They've moved to uh, Nevada, but they still have their job, and now they're doing it electronically, you know, video conference and phone uh -huh. calls rather than being physically located with the clients in uh, Southern California. And so they're being paid as if they're working in California, even though it's being done, you know, through the Internet. 
that's where this is getting dicey. Who, where's their tax home? How are they going to get taxed? Do they are they working in California or are they working and living in another state? Well, that's just it. I mean, but prior, as I recall, if you if you went to the state and you made the money there. Right. So if I if I lived in California, I drove to Arizona and I did some business there and I made the money there and I came back, I would owe Arizona. Uh, I'm supposed to, I guess, as I understand it, would owe taxes, uh, Arizona state taxes on that money that I made there. But if you're not living there and you're only making it online or, you know, the, the company happens to be located there, um, it, it, it can get, as you said, it can get dicey, huh? It can. Now, I know people that who uh, work and meet, you know, they work in Nevada and they, they meet with their clients in Nevada. Everything is run out of Nevada, even though their home office may be a, in California. They're Nevada residents. They're Nevada tax. They don't have to pay California tax on that. Uh, but if you're if you're normally in your place, if your place of business is in California and you just happen to be working remotely, that's where the confusion is coming in and mm-hmm. where California says, no, that's that's our income. We're going to tax you. And, you know, the other on the other side, it was, hey, I don't live in California. I don't work in California. I don't, I'm, I'm doing all my work. All my physical time is being spent. You know, I'm 12 months out of 12 months in Nevada, which is a no tax state. So I'm not taxing. So that I don't know how I think that's going to this is one of those new areas that, you know, you have, may have cropped you, up. Right. You get a little dicey. You may not owe the taxes, I guess, uh, in the end, but you may have to prove it and it may get uh, may require some extra paperwork. By the way, moving, one last thing here. Moving expenses. You know, in the past, I think in yeah. many cases they were deductible. But uh, what about now? Uh, not now. Uh, the, the, the moving expenses are not a deductible item anymore. Even if you move more than 50 miles, before you had to move uh, more than a 50-mile you know, issue, uh, your, your, comp- your, your business or your, your place of employment had to move more than 50, 50 miles. And then you could deduct it. I remember when my son moved from Texas to back to California, you know, the cost of the moving company and things of that nature, he was able to deduct uh, you know, a lot of that. Yeah. Not anymore. He moved from Texas to California? Yeah, his uh, fiance did not want to move to Texas for whatever reason, and so he came back. I got tired of this. Uh, I, I really want to fill out a state tax every single year, and I want to pay a lot of money. That's <laughs> interesting, interesting thought. Now, uh, I, I'd heard if you're in the service, uh, in, in military service, in some cases you can deduct those. I don't know whether that's true or not. Have you heard that? The yes, I mean, the, the military has being in military service uh, that has a whole different set of rules, even on uh, state income tax where you're working and things of that nature. Yeah. OK, uh, so those are just some of the things to look out for. Again, unemployment benefits. Be careful. They're going to be in, 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 they can be taxable. They are you. taxable. It's taxable income. It is taxable income. Whether you actually pay the taxes or not, I guess, depends on ver- a variety of factors. But understand that uh, stimulus checks. Professor, you said they are not taxable. Uh, nope. They are simply a credit, a, a, a tax credit. We're working from home and uh, moving. If you need any more help with this stuff, uh, you can certainly check with us. We are finished for this uh, particular episode. we got a lot more to come. Next week, I want to get into the idea that I read somewhere online that a Roth 401k uh, may not be as good as advertised. Now, I don't know whether that's true or not. We're going to talk about that next time. But in the meantime, uh, I thank you, Professor Rick Plum. Think my broken leg may not be as good as advertised. Uh, <laughs> I will just... It was something I read, believe it or not, in The Motley Fool, which... <laughs> 
That tells you take all you that need for to know. What it's, take that for what it's worth. Uh, anyway, I thank you, Professor Plum, certified financial planner, professional for the words of wisdom. And by the way, if you uh, folks were at all enlightened by what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't done so already. A <laughs> whole lot of episodes to get to. Knowledge is power, I should say, a little phrase I just now made up, uh, but especially when it comes to financial planning. So uh, my thanks as well to the folks at Lucia Capital Group, longtime sponsors. We thank them and uh, employers of uh, Professor Plum and myself. If you'd like to get in touch with the professor or any Lucia Capital Group advisor, here's the number 800-644-1150. 800-644-1150 or just go online. Very easy to do. You go to luciacap.com L-U-C-I-A-C-A-P luciacap.com For Professor Plum, I'm Johnny Dean, host and moderator of said podcast. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all again next time. The information provided should not be considered specific tax, legal, or investment advice and is not specific to any individual's personal circumstances. To the extent that this material concerns tax matters, it is not intended or written to be used and cannot be used by a taxpayer for the purpose of avoiding penalties that may be imposed by law. Each taxpayer should seek independent advice from a tax professional based on his or her individual circumstances. You should always seek counsel of the appropriate advisor prior to making any investment decision. All investments are subject to risk, including the loss of principal. This material was gathered from sources believed to be reliable. However, its accuracy cannot be guaranteed. These materials are provided for general information and educational purposes based upon publicly available information from sources believed to be reliable. We cannot assure the accuracy or completeness of these materials. The information in these materials may change at any time and without notice. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities. Investment products described herein may not be offered for sale in any state or jurisdiction in which such an offer, solicitation, or sale would be unlawful or prohibited by the specific offering documentation. No client or prospective client should assume that the presentation or any component thereof serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice from LCG or from any other investment professional. The information provided is based on current laws, which are subject to change at any time. Lucia Capital Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Social Security rules can be complex. For more information about Social Security benefits, visit the SSA website at ssa.gov or call 800-772-1213 to speak with an SSA representative. Examples cited are hypothetical, are for illustrative purposes only, are not guaranteed, and subject to potential federal and state law amendments. There is no guarantee that you will achieve the results discussed or illustrated. Distributions of principal from a Roth 401k are tax-free. However, any earnings will be taxed at ordinary income rates, and a 10% penalty tax will apply if withdrawn prior to age 59 and a half, or within five years of the date the Roth 401k was established, whichever is longer. Your investment options are limited with a Roth 401k to those offered by the plan administrator. Charges and fees may be incurred. Rick Plum is a registered representative with and securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and member FINRA SIPC. The investment professionals are affiliated with LPL Financial and are conducting business using the name Lucia Capital Group, a separate entity from LPL Financial. 